Welcome to We Are The Watchers. This is the episode of the year. I was going to say, well, so far, because it is only the beginning of January, but uh, this is our top five for 2023. So, of course, Steph's here. Hi. And Mick, as always. Happy New Year. Hi. (laughs) It's great to be back. It is a new year and, oh, my gosh, uh, how quick do years go nowadays? (laughs) This one went well, no. Last one, yeah, went really fast, really, really like fast. All of a sudden, it's mid-December. Like how? Suddenly, how? suddenly, it's a thing that had to happen. You know, Christmas is around the corner, and it was May three moments ago. <laughs> Very strange, but uh, you know, we I, I, I like I like Mick that we always call this the top five, but it's actually six. <laughs> <laughs> But also, isn't it weird that the best episode of the year is the first day, the first week of the year? Start strong. (laughs) Start really strong. Just kidding. It's great every week. (laughs) Correct answer. (laughs) Um, All right. So what what we'll do is what we always do, where if somebody says the one that's on your list, you just say, me too, it was my whatever number. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to go through it again with fresh eyes or whatever. Recap Uh, the recap. Recap the recap. (laughs) But I reckon, okay, just looking at my list, I think think everyone's going to have at least one or two on here, but um, I've definitely got a couple that I know neither of you would have. I've tried to be a bit different. I definitely have at least one that neither of you will have probably even watched. Are you feeling confident, Mick? Yes, but I reckon (laughs) it's like one that you all have, so we'll see. Okay, Okay, perfect. All right, because you are the host, well, I was going to say the guestest with the bestest uh, list, honourable mention, you you kick it off. Oh, we're doing honourable mentions first? Yeah, I think so. This one goes right back to the beginning of 2023, and it was a show that I nearly forgot about until I think I was just scouring around looking at what's coming in 2024, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be coming back, and I loved the first season. I'm talking about a very little funny cartoon mm-hmm. TV show called Koala Man. Have you oh, heard of I, Koala Man? No. What is this? Is this like a bluey? Oh. You just got sucked into some sort of kid's cartoon show? <laughs> It's an Australian animated TV show that was produced by Hulu, but also is shown on Disney Plus in Australia. Yeah, nice. It came out in January, January, like for eight episodes only. Now, do you guys remember a little show called uh, Siggy Butt Brain or Damo and Darren? It was like a really dodgy animated guy, but Damo the thing about these two guys, uh, it was pretty crude animation. Anyway, the guy who did that was a guy called Michael Cusack, and he went on to pitch this idea to Hulu and a few years later they finally said okay you can do it (laughs) and he managed to get the best cast for this show like I'll run through it right you got Sarah Snook who we know from you know Succession and whatnot great Australian actor Demi Lardner great Mm. comedian Uh, Hugh Jackman oh I don't uh, know him (laughs) no I don't know him Jermaine Clement Um, oh yeah and then Hugo Weaving makes an appearance Michelle Brazier Miranda Otto um Nina Oyama, a whole bunch of who's who of Australian mm. comedians, and but this thing is—it's crude, it's funny, it's ridiculous. If if you get a chance, watch the first season before the second season comes out because uh, it's just really, really good and and really classic Australian dumb humour. Now, you are these s- short episodes? Yeah, they're like yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, nice. You said that you watched it in January last last mm. year. Do you reckon it's a perfect summer watch? Like yes. you're on holidays. Watch it. Definitely. And that's why I think the second season is probably coming out in January Mm -hmm. uh, this year. So, like, soon, uh, I I presume. So, yeah, it's definitely one of the just easy watch, bit of fun. Yeah. Not Mm. not really safe for kids. So, maybe not watch it around (laughs) the kids. um, You know, they might like animated shows. Yeah. But but not this uh, one. Not this one because (laughs) it is crude as hell. But um, it's what makes it sort of fun. That's a good honourable mention. Well, mine is a little bit different. It's the second season of Wheel of Time, which is an Amazon show. And um, 
I it's it's just a fantasy show and Eddie Eddie the cat's made an appearance and is trying to mute the audio Sorry, which just, is already a problem that we've had but that's fine knocked over every single microphone. episode he makes an appearance so <laughs> that's fine um yeah wheel of wheel of time I keep wanting to call it wheel of fortune it's wheel of time and uh, it's it's a it's a fantasy show about you know someone who might be the one the one to to be able to save the world and there's impending apocalypse and I I know that they've thrown a lot of money into this, uh, not as much as they have with the Lord of that Lord of the Rings uh, series that is also on Amazon. But I really like this season because even though it got a little bit bogged down in the first couple of episodes, uh, I felt that the last episode was just so exciting. And you know, the, the minute it finished, I was like, "Well, when are they going to? When are they going to make the third season? Yeah. I need, I need to see this now." So, um, whilst it wasn't the greatest season of TV of the year, but that last episode really, really got me hooked. So that's why I got the honourable mention. What about you, Steph? Mm-hmm. My honourable mention was a little movie called She Said and it was the movie based on the book, based on the article, <laughs> okay. based on the story right? Um, of the takedown of Harvey Weinstein. So it follows reporters, journalists, I should say, Megan Tui and Jodie Cantor, I'm going to ruin those names and I apologise, but the cast is amazing. They've got Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kranz as as the two journalists. And while this story, and I think I mentioned it when I suggested it, Mm. while it's a very done story and everybody's over Weinstein and while we don't want to say we're over the Me Too movement, we're a little bit tired of it, this movie was done with such integrity and care and respect to the victims. And what I really enjoyed about it was how they just gave Weinstein no time. They never really showed a face. They showed a man from the back and they just showed him for the predator that he was. And it was a really wonderful story for a global movement, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So weird that it feels like a lifetime ago that he was someone – with a good reputation, mm. making movies that people wanted to watch, like it just feels like a different, a different life. Being thanked in people's yeah. award speeches, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing how much the truth can really change everybody's perception of you, and it should. Mm. You know, if you're going to be gross, you might as well pay for it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's kick on into uh, the proper top five. Mick, what 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 made what made number five, and was it difficult? <laughs> oh, it's always difficult. This yeah. list is always tricky yeah. um, to come up with the top five. There's a couple that stand out, and there's a couple that you're sort of like, oh, yes or no, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. But I think I jumped on this bandwagon a little bit late during the year. But once I jumped on it, uh, I loved it, and I, I think it's a it's a nasty way to start the top five. But it's okay. it's called beef. Remember yes. You guys beef. Yes. yes. Okay. That, that's Anyone my number four. That? That's my number four. What's that? That was uh, my honourable mention. I was hoping somebody oh, would say. Okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could all talk about this one yeah. because this was a bit of a surprise packet for me because I didn't know how you know, Ali Wong and Stephen Young uh, mm. sort of work together in this sort of capacity because I've never really seen. I remember, I remember Stephen from Walking Dead, right? As, yeah, as of course. Glenn, you know, yeah. I, I, he never really was much of a com. It wasn't. This is a dark comedy. Beef is. Like, it's like a. Yeah. It's really. It's it's he does it so well, and the character he plays is, is just takes over the whole screen. And Ali as well, both of them. They just carry this show so damn well. Um, but the the whole concept of it from, you know. The beginning, the beginning to the how yeah. how their relationship just flows amongst <laughs> yeah. the whole episode. I, I was there was a there was a period I think after the second sort of episode where I was like almost like, whoa! I don't know if I can watch this. It's a little bit too intense. It's a yeah, little bit right. too yeah, I don't know, like dark, I guess. But then it then something happened and and then you started to get a, a handle of what was going on in the show and mm. and how they were interacting and where it was going to go. And I don't want to spoil anything, but. The, the, that episode where they're in the desert and they're high on yes, yes. Was, like, that, that, that that's always I always think about that one too that's when when yep. I think about beef that's, that's the episode I think and of. when I think of the opening yep. scene of oh great premise the oh, yeah. road rage 
to get to the desert sand. I'm like, what was this? <laughs> oh, how far we've come. What did they feed us? <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're right, though. It, it was the kind of pairing that you never in a million years would have thought would be so magical. Like the minute they were on screen together, you were like, can we now have more scenes yeah. with them together? Because they're so good at being banned. And Ali Wong was yeah. excellent. Was I mean, so from a stand-up comedian Amazing. to then doing a few, you know, Netflix movies that were comedies, yeah. she was on point. There has to be a second season, right? Oh, so apparently yes. And, and they're going to be different scenarios in every season, so different beefs. Ah, uh, a bit beef. like Fargo. Might, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. might be a bit of a crossover of cast here and there, but cool. I think it's going to be a yeah, different, okay. different um I like that. So, yeah, looking forward to that. He's a pretty massive actor, though. So, um, you know, I'm not surprised that that he was just there for one season. He's probably Mm. going off to make more Academy Award winning movies. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just how he rolls. That is a good, that's a good one. Um, All right. uh, Number five for you, Steph. Okay. I'm not proud of this one, but I thought it needed to be included. And it's very lowbrow, but I thought what it did for the world of reality television in 2023. I know what you're going to say. It's this is, this <laughs> is actually, your moment of the I'm year, I feel. I'm embarrassed to <laughs> add this to the top five, but it's got to go there. It is Vanderpump Rules <laughs> Season 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And only because Scandival <laughs> came from it. It. The reason why I'm putting it in was Scandival happened once cameras went down it came out by accident and it was so crazy what happened with the cast members and how much they were hiding it that they actually put cameras back cameras went back up again before the reunion season extended season and it was almost happening in real time I think that's what got it the producers on that season must have just been Dancing in the rain. Dancing in the rain. <laughs> and like, singing. We worked really hard on a season. We didn't need to do anything. They did it themselves. <laughs> so while it's very lowbrow, it's there. Number five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Don't bother watching it though. I'm just going to say. Well, maybe it's like. <laughs> it's not may, a is it dated though? Like is, is too much happened since without going into any details? Well, like, no, because season 11 is just about okay. to air. Okay. So no, but I think you'd need to watch a few seasons of the backstory. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's a big investment. Don't bother. <laughs> okay. Don't oh, okay. bother. <laughs> so my, my it has gone a little bit over my head, but yeah. I'll, may, may, maybe I'll go watch it just to, just to see. Mm, you, maybe not. You maybe. know what? Don't bother. <laughs> There's so much, so much more. May, maybe instead watch my number five, and it's one that I'm sure you, neither of you have got on your list, is Joanna Lumley's Spice Trail Adventure. Oh, nice. It was only, I think, four episodes, <laughs> and I just had the best time watching it. I, I binged, no, I could only watch the first one because it was only, it was out one one episode a week, yep. and then I thought, no, I'm going to save a couple. So then I watched two, and I was like, that was really good, but I need to savour it. <laughs> uh, and then I saved the... Um, the last, uh, the the fourth one till till a later date, but it I don't know. There's something. It's hilarious that there's something so cozy about Joanna Lumley. Seeing that my favourite character that she has played, of course, is Patsy Stone from yeah. Absolutely Fabulous, who is not a yes. cozy character. But Joanna Lumley, the presenter, is a really cozy person to watch on TV. She really is. It's such a contrast. You just feel. You know- I don't know, like you're learning stuff and you just have this lovely lady showing you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't want to say it, Leah, but um, yes. um, my gra- mother-in-law loves the Joanna Lumley before her travel shows and she does this thing whenever she does these travel shows, she goes, this is India. Yes, she And she does. says it in this grand way. Yes. And, and every time now, whenever I'm travelling somewhere, we go, this <laughs> is London or wherever we are, we just copy Joanna this Lumley's This is Woolworths. <laughs> I'm at work. Um, It kind of actually, it's funny. I hadn't noticed that until you mentioned it. But when you were saying it, it reminded me, do you remember of that Lonely Planet show Globe Trekker? Yes. And they'd have different hosts, you know, be like, I think it was Ian 
Wright and there was an American, he was English, mm-hmm, and there was a couple of American, mm-hmm. one called Megan or Megan, I can't remember, but they, they had different hosts. And anyway, they, they would do the whole introduction and then the, the, the camera would pan out showing the whole uh, scene and they'd go, this is London. <laughs> That's what she yeah. maybe she's doing a parody on that, and then you're doing a parody on a parody on a parody <laughs> on drone footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love a good drone footage. All right, so we're up to number four now, Mick. You're number four on All the right. list. Okay, this could be on one of your lists, and I I sort of expect it's on a lot of lists. Okay, um, at this time of year, and it's a show that I only got started watching uh, after the second season, and I'm talking about The Bear. Mm, Great no. show. I I forgot about that. I didn't put yeah. that on my God. list. Thank goodness you're well, saying it. It's a great show. Everyone talked about season one, but I, I didn't quite jump on the bandwagon. I was sort of like, oh, I don't know, it's about cooks and stuff. For a while, I thought it was like a reality show about cooks. Yeah, I fair. Even, yeah. I mean, most shows are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think there was a whole lot of buzz about season two on a particular episode. And then I was like, okay, I've, I've got to I've got to start watching this and try and mm. catch up. So um, this was one of those shows I watched on. Um, a long haul flight nice. to Europe, in fact. So I just That's watched episode good. after episode after episode, and I was just hooked. Um, and it became one of those things that you really, you, you're looking forward to the, the flight, so you can watch more episodes. <laughs> yeah. or you looking forward to some commute, but in, in yeah. wherever you're going holidays. <laughs> so I smashed through this series, both one and two. And look, I think people who watched season one, some might not have gone to season two because season one was sort of setting it up. It was a little bit, yeah. it's really hectic show. It's really loud and noisy too. So if you're not a person that loves lots of shouting mm. and lots of noise, lots of chaotic energy on the screen, you might just sort of go, well, it's enough for me. But season two really starts to dive into the characters, backstories. It's 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 not as hectic. It's not all kitchen stuff. It's, um, it's a bit more nuanced around the the family and the people working in this restaurant in Chicago and he's building a new restaurant. It's it's a great concept and um ah oh, the actor's name the main actor's name he, he used to be in um oh gosh, not Succession the other name. one the one where he yeah. uh, um Louis no um Jeremy Allen White is his name but he was in. Shameless. That's yes. it. Shameless. Yes. I always think Succession like the wrong show. Yeah. yeah. Shameless. Shameless. Yeah. Um. Just. Unbelievable role. He, he he nails that character so well. Uh, it, this this could have been up higher in my list, but there's a few other ones that I really love. But yeah, it's it's it took over as one of my favorite shows when I watched it, and it's just like now I can't wait for season three. I know what I know what episode you're talking about. I won't give anything away except for the fact that you know that they know that they're on a good thing mm. when just for one episode that's a flashback, you have an Academy Award winner yeah. stepping in. Yeah, I know. Like that's the all you need to say. Is, is crazy yeah, good. it's just yeah. insane. So, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a great pick. Um, mine, mine, of course, was beef. So, what what's yours? My number four is Poker Face. Oh, that's that's my number is two. That your number that's two? my okay. number two. I love that show. I just thought that was amazing. So good. I mean, it, Natasha Leone never disappoints, does she? In her kind of quirky, offbeat. I don't know, almost like she's got a limp and a rusty voice. She I just, just expect that to be her. Uh, me like, too. I, even, I, I feel like if she's not acting, if like if, if she's having to act as that character, I'm disappointed. Well, if she has to act as anybody <laughs> else, I probably wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be believable. Yeah. But seeing her as a casino worker who's on the run and it's a week-by-week week kind of crime show where there is that theme of her being chased with a touch of murder, she wrote. That's how yes. I kind of uh, pitched it to a few people when I was recommending it. Yeah, it's Natasha Leone solves the crime <laughs> and then she moves on because yeah. she can't stay in one place yeah, yeah, <laughs> too yeah. long. Each episode has its own very much theme and it almost felt like it was directed by somebody different every episode. Oh, I, I think it might have been. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the episode, but I'm pretty sure she directed one of them. Well, there was one in a theatre that... Mm. Perhaps there was one in a, a in a um a aged care facility, That's which right. was very funny. And you're um, right; she 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 directs the, the eighth episode. Nevada. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a fantastic show, and I feel like it won't date. No, you, oh no, yeah. no. You you can watch that in like five years' time and still think it's really fun and bingeable. Yeah. Desperate for the second season. It it's strange to me that it was only one season. For me, it felt like it was. I've watched two, but I think maybe I 
because it's got a similar vibe that um, that other series that she was in the the Russian Doll. Uh, Russian se- Doll, yeah, love that. that was so good. That sec that second season is trippy though. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's hard to keep track of what's <laughs> going like, on. What the hell's going on? But um, <laughs> yeah, um, if you haven't watch Poker Face and uh, you're either on a long-haul flight or you're actually just hanging around at home, Uh, watch it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, number three. We're halfway through. Number three. Smashing through it. Yeah. Um, Now, I don't know about you two. I I did not watch a lot of movies at the cinema this year. I I don't know. I just didn't get to the cinema very often. Um, Maybe it's because I'm getting old. I don't know. Is that a thing that happens? You I stay kind, home? I kind of wonder, though, if, if it's got a little bit to do with um, we got out of the habit mm. for a few years, you know, a couple mm. of years out of the habit a bit, and we're so used to having stuff uh, come to us on streaming services that now it's it's uh, it's yeah, not sort of like a one or – Yeah, yeah. You don't, if, if you if you want to watch the newest film, well, the chances are it's going to be on a streaming service. So, yeah. Um, uh, I also sadly blame unoriginal stuff movies like yeah. i want to see the original movies when i go to the cinema yeah. i'm not i've gone past seeing you know blockbuster mm. you know trilogies and whatnot yes, I'm just like, i agree whatever, i'll see them later I, I, I like to see original films in the cinema and support the artists who are making I like those that. Yeah. Um, making something new new storytellers yeah so on that theme i saw a movie at the cinema a couple of months ago which had a bit of buzz about it and you know a bit different for for one to go to see but it's called past lives uh, and this is a story about two Koreans who meet as children in Korea at their school, uh, and the girl in the in the couple she she immigrates to America, and the boy stays there, and he goes through and lives in, in Korea. She lives her life in America, and then years later via Facebook they reconnect again, and it's like you know was this were they soulmates all the time? You know, this is always supposed to happen. Yeah, and, right. and, you know, she, she, he's been thinking about her and she's been thinking about him. And then, you know, it's it's about them reconnecting. And no spoilers, but obviously about them reconnecting because they lived together in his past life and career. And now they're, mm. you know, they've grown up and it's, it's, it's a love story effectively, but it's just, it's not your standard love story. It's just really beautifully filmed, beautifully um, acted. So Greta Lee is, uh, the main actress and Tio Yu. I don't. I'm not quite sure what he's been in, but um, it, it's but it's it's like in English and Korean throughout the whole film. But it's just really, really beautifully made. And you know, I think it sort of continues this tradition we've been having recently of Korean filmmakers mm. stepping up to Hollywood and just making yeah. these really amazing films. Um, and this is another one of those that I think just stood out um, because yeah, it's just not this typical. Hollywood storyline, you know, which, you know, we, we all sort of are a bit over, I think. We like to see something yeah, a bit different. Absolutely. Um, Especially with like those rom-coms, you know, where, whether that is a rom-com or not, but, you know, like a love story thing. There's, there's yeah. always like it, it's almost you can predict the act, the three acts that are going to happen mm. and when they're going to happen and you can see it rolling. But we, we watch them anyway because we there's comfort in for some reason knowing how the story goes mm. but um it must have yeah felt quite refreshing to to come across a, a love story that is told in a different well with without those three mm. acts i'm assuming <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it does have some sort of formulate components to it i guess but it's just generally just a really really nice story really well acted and just and the cinematography is beautiful just the way they've done the camera work and stuff uh, so yeah i recommend it past lives well, if you saw it a few months ago, now it's just definitely going to be on a streaming service. So you'll probably yeah, find yeah, it. it would be. I'm not sure yeah. where, but yeah, can't be hard to find. Steph, I reckon whilst I have a look at where we can find past lives, yeah. you tell us what your number three My is. My number three was a limited series that was on in the US HBO Max and Netflix here. And it was, the show was called Love and Death and it stars oh, okay. Elizabeth Olsen. And oh, yeah. Not only Elizabeth Olsen, it also has Jesse Plemons, who you'll know from Fargo, Friday Night Lights, all of those sorts of shows. It is based on a true story of Candy Montgomery, who lives in Texas, is just the perfect cookie cutter, church going housewife. Like your Stepford wife kind of thing. Stepford but less wife. Creepy. Far less creepy. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, not step from wives, creepy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's just everything, you know. 
is in the church choir, fundraisers, blah, 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 blah. She has an affair with a fellow church member purely because she's a little bit bored and just sort of wants to try things out. And as the story unfolds, she is actually then accused of murder and murdering her affair's wife. Yep. And it is based on a true story. So whether or not we get the true story, but it's a very interesting portrayal of this true story. There are some exceptionally gruesome parts in it, but they come, I guess, with such sort of pause to the story. It gives you the shock that you need, but without making the whole series a gruesome R-rated okay. portrayal. It's interesting. It's cleverly written. It completely captivated me and I'm one to always have my phone and be, you know, playing a little <laughs> game or checking something or online shopping, something, yeah, yeah. you know, multitasking. <laughs> but it gripped me. It was really, really interesting. And through my research I found out there was another portrayal of this story done and it was called Candy. It starred Jessica Beale. And I'm, I've not seen it, but wow, okay. I wonder why there were two. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to say there was a doco series about it or something. Look, there probably is yeah. as well, but I think this one was a standout. And it was actually even just the picture that Netflix was showing to advertise it. Oh, like it. the thumbnail? Just the thumbnail yeah. without even a trailer that made me go, hmm. I think I'm interested. Thank you very much. And I did no research. I just went into it and it got me. Yeah, nice. Really good. I I like it when that that happens because, you know, they always say don't judge a book by its cover, but we all do and that's why they bother designing book covers and thumbnails for stuff on streaming services. But uh, to to have it actually be something that you were really interested in and and to to not be on your phone because that's another thing about going to the cinema, right? I mean most Mm. normal people don't uh, go to the cinema pay for it, and then go on their phone. Scroll social media. Yeah, so it's it's like you're 100% in the film. But by the way, I did have a look, and at least within Australia, it's it's available. I'm talking about past lives. It's available to to rent, you know, like on Apple and Amazon. Oh, okay, you've got to buy it. It's not on streaming. No, not yet. Maybe maybe it will. I reckon it will be. So that was on – it's funny that it was on HBO Mm. over in the US, but Netflix here because usually – Foxtel and Binge gets all the HBO stuff, so that's interesting. Unless I've gotten it completely wrong. Maybe. On Who knows? Foxtel Only Binge. time will tell. My apologies. Should have researched that. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. Uh, so we're up to number three, one that I almost left off this list and I had to then rearrange my list once I, I remembered know. that I'd watched it. It was the, uh, the the series, the HBO series of The Last of Us, which oh. was, of oh course. Yeah, there you go. It was a, a almost um, – it was almost a complete copy of the storyline of the game, The Last of Us. Uh, they added a few extra things in, including that now iconic episode with with the uh, the the two characters, one who I think is only mentioned in the game, and the other one, I think you spend maybe twenty minutes with him <laughs> when you play the game. And the reason I know this uh, is because as soon as the season finished. I then went and replayed the game again. This game came out, I think it was maybe 2012, something like that, like years ago, like over 10 years ago. And, of course, you know, PlayStation decided to re-release it, do a whole uh, update on it so that people could uh, go back in and play it after watching it. They do have uh, a second season ready, like, uh, sorry, in production, and uh, apparently – that is one that if you haven't played the games or have or at least haven't kept up with the controversy around that second game uh there'll there'll be fans of the season mm. first season and probably won't like this one because there'll be a few little shocks in there for you but in in a world where there's a zombie apocalypse and people are not nice to each other i think the walking dead has taught us well don't hang on to characters in your heart for too long <laughs> <laughs> Never in a, in a zombie film. Don't, don't get too You really shouldn't do that. You really shouldn't. <laughs> but I think they did a really good job of of this adaptation. They actually had the game director and the the, the guy he actually created. Like it was, it's his story. It's mm. it's it's his vision. He he came on as as one of the um, 
I think he wasn't a showrunner, but he was a he was a director, um, at least on one episode, and he was almost working side by side with the showrunner who was uh, behind the Chernobyl se- series, oh, if you remember yeah. that, yeah, oh. yeah, which. You know, it was HBO as well. Did did you like that that series, Mick? When you watched it, Last of Us? Oh yeah, yeah. And I and I managed to. We were yeah. We we did the whole long haul of Walking Dead. We actually didn't quite get it to the end, but Same. we're a big fan. My wife and I are big big fans of zombie films and zombie yeah, shows. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you know, when I said this was a game or adaptation of a game, my wife was like, nah. and then yeah. we obviously Pedro Pascal got us over the line. But yeah. um, uh, <laughs> Bella Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> Who, you know, is just amazing in this show. Like she's, as Ellie, I think she yeah. I mean, Pedro's great, but as Ellie, but Bella Ramsey, who people might remember as Liana Mormont from Game of Thrones, a very course, young. Well. Uh, she was the lady of Mormont, wasn't she? She, she like yeah, but she was like in charge. Like, she was like awesome. Like she <laughs> yeah. was like yeah, she was like the boss <laughs> yeah. uh, character. Um, yeah, but no, she's it's 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 such a good show. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for another season. And. It's going to beat. I think season two is going to beat the second version of the game <laughs> or the next game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, without a doubt. <laughs> it takes years to make games. The, uh, oh no! But the last, yeah. last year game came out like so long. Yeah, ago. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Like ten years or something. Yeah, anyway. it's insane. Um, okay, yeah. we're up to number two. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm uh, sticking in Australia. Uh, okay, you know. If you know me, Leah, I'm a big fan of Australian things. Yeah, it's um, good. Um, I guess parochial when it comes to supporting Australian music, but uh, also Australian films and, and Australian TV. So, of course, we remember the two Kates, Kate McLennan yes. and Kate mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yeah. We remember the catering show and we get cracking. <laughs> and then they went and created this show this year called Deadlock. Um, set in a little Tasmanian town. I'm so glad you're here because that's another one I forgot <laughs> to put on there. Uh, you've seen it, right? Like, oh, it's it is, so good. It is. It's just the quirkiest, silliest, funnest, but very cleverly written um, TV show set around a a murder or a murders that yep. happened in a very small <laughs> town in Tasmania, and and. Where that comes in, where this just really takes off, is that the the town policewoman she's she's doing everything by the book and being very careful, and and then all of a sudden this woman comes in. Eddie Redcliffe is the name in the show. She's played by Madeline Sammy, who's actually a Kiwi. Yeah, but she does a pretty good accent. I didn't Australian know this. Accent. Yeah. Comes um, in with the C-bombs, comes in with the amazing um, loose unit. I think is probably the best way of oh describing God. that character. I think she comes in and goes, I'm hungrier than a bum and a G-string is one of the first lines. Or the only reason to kick him out of bed would be to F him on the floor. You know, stuff like that. Like, yep. um, <laughs> an amazing character. And uh, it, this is very much a, um, a feminist cop drama, I guess you'd yeah. say. You know, yeah. most, I think there's comments throughout the show about how there's more lesbians in this town than you know, anywhere <laughs> per capita in the world, you know. Um, yeah, but there's some great great characters in there. Tom Ballard's in there as the mm-hmm. bumbling mm-hmm. assistant detective. I uh, love him as well. <laughs> uh, um, I think there's a there's a line where Eddie goes, "You're a meaty meaty lad." I reckon we go portrait mode. Um, you know, <laughs> just, just these classic lines. And, and I love Nina Oyama. She's an awesome uh, comedian slash actress, and she plays. Uh, a constable in this as well, and, and mm. he always calls her big, big eyes, which I just can't remember anyone's <laughs> names. Um, Doesn't bother. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but just awesome cast, such great story writing. You know, anything Kate, the Kates do, yeah. I'll watch. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. And this is, and they're always pushing it, you know, always trying something new, and I love that. Um, so, yeah, everyone should definitely go and check out Deadlock. I, I think there's another season coming. I actually am not 100% sure on that, but, but it may not be too because sometimes, like I say, the Kates will do something, have a great run and then move and on then to something just walk else. Yeah. Um, I reckon it'd be nice though because Eddie was from was from Darwin, so they could mm. set it in Darwin, mm. you know. Totally, yeah. That yeah. might be. They could relocate it up there. Yeah. And maybe Dulcie could go up yeah, to Darwin yeah. and they could have it backwards or something. Yeah, yeah do, do it like that. that yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Steph, number two. My number two, I I honestly couldn't go past this. I think it was the first thing I put on my top five Oh, really? List. Okay. And it was, is Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy. Oh, you were <laughs> raving about that. I was wondering if this had come up. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> honestly. Yeah. 
if he's not the suavest human being on the planet and just, you know, watching him travel around one of the most beautiful countries eating the best food (laughs) in a suit, yeah, you know, crouching down on the side of a dirt road eating fresh tomatoes and basil and you just think, you got me. I'm going to be watching it. Do I need anything else? (laughs) No. (laughs) He is fantastic in this and it's really nice to know a little bit more about his background and um, how he emigrated from what his parents did from Italy and how they raised him as an Italian-American and going back to where he feels like. It really did feel like Bit of a it, homecoming. it was his homecoming. And I loved how he broke the country up, not just into the most famous places, but he broke it up into the regions. And Italy's yeah. very big on their regions. But it started in Naples and the Amalfi Coast. He went to Rome, Milan, Tuscany, Sicily. I am desperate for the second <laughs> season to be released and it's killing me that other people are watching it and I can't. <laughs> At least it exists though, right? It does At least exist. that's a thing. But if you SBS love is to, showing it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm, free. I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> got it on your wish list yeah. or whatever. Please. Um, I love you mentioned that, Steph. I, I was lucky enough to go to Italy this year. Yeah. It was sort of a topic of conversation that came up a lot um, talking about how, you know, what would Stanley say about this thing? <laughs> yes. or, you know, what, yeah. you know, where would you think, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, such a – I mean, I've always loved him as an actor, but this is like – it's is, almost like he's found his niche now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, I mean, my husband is Italian. He's also a chef. So this was his thing. I actually watched the first episode by myself yeah. and then I thought I can't be so cruel as to not tell him that this exists. <laughs> but he's northern Italian and they're snobs. You know, the, the <laughs> north and the south do not like each other. And I kept thinking, oh. How's this one going to go? But it's food, right? His eyes lit up. He, You could just feel the excitement pulsing through his body watching and that's cool. food. That's really nice, <laughs> yeah. Excited person. Yeah. Excited chef. And it's so beautifully filmed as well. Like Incredible. it just makes you, I mean, as if you didn't want to go in the first place, but it makes you want to go to those places and eat that food in that exact same spot. Oh, there was even one where it was exactly that, where he had yeah. gone to this you know, fairly remote restaurant with his wife and they went, they go back there every single time they travel there. When they went there, there was a massive storm and everybody had to bunker down, camera crew, Stanley, his wife, kitchen, and they'd made this huge feast and they just had to. Ate it by themselves. Yeah. 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 I remember that one. My number two, of course, was was Poker Face. Yes. So um, we can probably get into their number one now. Number one, and I feel like because I haven't heard it, this is probably everyone's number one. Mick, please announce your number one. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a little bit off centre. Oh, okay. And again, I'm a little bit parochial. Uh, I'm talking about Alone Australia. <gasps> oh, massive show. Okay, this was definitely not my number one. No, I didn't think it would be yeah. in your lists because I, I know it's not wasn't for everybody. But it, I got really sucked into this. Uh, obviously, I, full disclosure, I do work at SBS, and it's now the number one rating SBS show of all time. Nice. So we'll get Massive. that out of it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the whole concept of this show, of course, is dump ten people out in middle of nowhere, uh, all in separate locations, no contact with the outside world. They've got to carry seventy kilos of photography gear with them. Uh, film themselves doing whatever they're doing every day to survive. Um, now, they, they dumped 10 people. First time they've ever done it in Australia, they dumped 10 people on the west coast of Tasmania. <laughs> There's Make nothing it there. It, it was, it's a place that rains 267 days a year. Stop. And they have 10, I think, like 10 items or eight items they can bring. Like it can be like a, you know, a knife or it can be a, sleeping bag or it can be there's eight things i can choose from a list uh there's one person on this show who did not who chose not to bring like a sleeping bag like a blanket she 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 brought like a possum skin jacket and that was what she wore every single day and everyone's going what is she doing mm-hmm. uh i i mean i, I don't know if, I don't, I don't spoil it to sort of talk. I about don't think it is. I, think, I think everybody think knows. A, yeah, a big deal, and, and and everyone understands that when she won this, when she when she won it, before when it was actually happening, she was the first. 
ever winner of a loan anywhere in the world, ever female winner. Really? Um, so after that, there was actually a female winner before the Australian one aired. But at the time, she didn't know that, and she was the only sort of female winner. But besides of that, she managed to outlast a whole bunch of other people who were trying to win this medal of being out in the wilderness. And the concept is you just stay out there as long as you can. There's no mm. time limit. There's no script. There's, they'll check out, check up on you every, I think it's every week or two. So they're making sure you're going all right. But uh, one guy got cocked out, cooked, <laughs> kicked out because of COVID. Another one was uh, having like PTSD from like, you know, stuff. It was like a full on and it's such a full on show. And it's so real. Uh, when when you think about reality TV, this is as real as mm. it is. Because there is no producers, there is not even a camera person to, to dictate or point and say where to do it. It's all being done themselves. And it's, even this is real as it gets. Like checking on them once a week or once every couple of weeks. That's wild. So it's a long time. Know? It's so long to be well, I mean I, I, I mean know the show's called Alone, but it's a long time to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. And, and and I love the fact well, I don't love the fact. I think it really highlights the fact that the main reason people cannot do this it's not because they can't find food or drink or, or live they just they, it's, they can't handle being by themselves for that mm, long like isolation you, you get into your head you start thinking about the outside world and i think people most people there just can't end up just can't being there by themselves they miss everything else too much um but also i think the hunger hunger was true however and, yes. and not having you know the concepts around the australian one was that you couldn't shoot things with a bow and arrow there's no weapons or anything okay. like that you could use They're traps all native animals things. like it's a no no well, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of rules in australia around this sort of stuff so um anyway the winner gina chick she's a, a just amazing person she has such great stories this whole season was just basically leading up to her catching a wallaby with her bare hands and eating it. Like, come on, this stuff is amazing. You don't see this everywhere. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And for me, it was just a huge highlight, a TV highlight for the year. Um, And, of course, there's a second season. It's going to be filmed in New Zealand this time. So there's a few different rules around that. It's going to be in the South Island of New Zealand. Just as cold, though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's already been done and dusted, actually, filmed and finished. um, Obviously, it won't be until, like, May, March, April next year. So yeah, that was my number one. So had you seen another alone, or is this? Yeah, yeah, it's it's on uh, SBS. All the other ones from America. The Americans are crazy, right? But (laughs) but they've also got bears they're dealing with. It's like extreme cold. Like these ones are full on, and it's it's all. And but the thing is, they usually uh, take guns. So you've got guys out there with guns shooting deer and whatnot and if you get one and you can hang it up to cook it and all that then you can last quite a long time out there by yourself um but the australian ones i just think so much tougher because mm. <laughs> no weapons and you know very little food uh just a real struggle and the, it's a fact that you know it, it came down to like the two right at the end but the guy just in the end was just he couldn't catch any food yeah. whereas gina was just going she could have kept on going and going and going <laughs> she found out she won and she's like oh what Oh, I won. Would have <laughs> to finish so now. But... Yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy here. Thanks very much. Can yeah, I just like, oh, buy this land? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That 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 is that's a really good pick. Oh, we've actually okay. I thought you were going to say what I think is I'm hoping is Steph's number one. Otherwise, I've got the number one all by myself. This is bizarre. I just I, assumed. I okay. highly doubt we've got the same number one. Okay. So what now, have you got? I know that when you guys say number one, I'm going to go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's your number one? My number one. Now, I'm not intentionally doing an SBS plug, but apparently Mick and I are. <laughs> um, but my number one is the Australian production called Safe Home. This is psychological thriller about domestic violence in Australia and it is absolutely gripping. It will give you goosebumps. It will make you feel physically ill knowing that these things happen behind closed doors in homes in Australia with people that we probably know. It's... um, follows the story of Phoebe who is a young, she's a communication specialist and she gets the job at a family domestic violence kind of outreach centre and when she arrives half the people think she's a client who's suffering from domestic violence and half the people think that she's a lawyer and she actually gets sent to the courts on her first day. It's like I, I, 
I really don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue. But it follows her starting this new job in the Family Violence Legal Centre and you see a whole range of different scenarios that happen within Australia and domestic violence and ones that you probably wouldn't even think of. You know, the retiree who is just struggling with a husband who's incredibly violent and suddenly he's lost, I guess, his whole identity because he's not working anymore. He doesn't have that power. He doesn't have that status. He's home and he's taking it out completely on her and she's trying to formulate an an escape plan. You've got the mother who doesn't speak a lot of English and she's trying to rely on her children to translate things and she's dealing with the court system and, you know, custody. It has one of the most shocking ends I've ever seen and I don't want to, you know, spoil it for anybody, but the whole time you're watching it, you just have it in your gut something's going to happen to one of these people and you don't know you don't which, know which one, one it's going to be. And that's probably exactly what it's like in real life. You just don't know what's going to happen. And I cannot applaud the group of individuals behind this production, the writers, the crew, the cast. It is a phenomenal gripping production and I'm so proud it's an Australian production. So that is my number one. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's really good. Mm. And is it the kind of show that you can imagine having a second season, maybe maybe kind of like um, beef where it's different people or do you think that they told the story that they needed to tell? I think one and done. Okay. I, I think it told the story. If you were going to, you probably would have to branch off into a okay. completely different avenue. But then do you take away from... Yeah, true. You know, yeah, you take away from the main yeah, point. the, the integrity core. that mm. it holds. Mm. Well, my yeah, number... Well, wait, one and done for sure. Yeah, mm. one and done. Mm. And, you know... There's so many of those now. And I remember in the beginning when you first started seeing them, it was like, wow, there's only one season of this? This is crazy. What are they doing? They're mad. And there's so many of them and you watch it and you're like, well, now I understand. It was was a little – their story was too long to be a movie, Mm, mm. uh, not long enough to be – you know, an ongoing series because they had an ending. I'm really preferring the one season. Like you said about the blockbusters at the movies, Mick. I'm not interested in shows where you go, oh, it's four or five seasons. Really? Bit daunting. Really enjoying knowing that a fantastic story has just been told. Yeah. Full stop. Done. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So my number one is one that I just assumed everybody would have. And Come it's, on, what is it? The You've Barbie been movie. Oh, I, had, <laughs> I had such a good time watching that at the yes. cinema, like you were saying, yes. going to watch a story um, at, at the cinema. And, you know, I we were just laughing the whole way through. I was sitting next to yeah. you, Stefan, and then my cousin Jesper was next to me and he was just having the best time and you knew all the references because yes. you loved Barbie. I was a Barbie, yeah, girl, was a so Barbie I, girl. I got everything down to the rear view mirror. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything. And so I was right in the middle of like this jolly feeling of, you know, we're watching this and, and it. all I knew is that it was a comedy about Barbie but it wasn't really for kids but kids kind of could go as well and that's kind of all I knew right mm, I mm. didn't want to go in knowing too much and I went in and and um I think I was actually talking to you Mick about it uh, the the other week where that that last bit that very last line that she says yes saved that movie for me because I towards the end I was like oh no it started going in in that and this is the Hollywood ending for this yes. story and then suddenly it's, that last line which I'm not gonna say um I was like ah oh, they did it this yeah. is this is this is great <laughs> yeah. this is this, this has yeah. left me smiling as I leave the yeah. cinema and you know it was it was one of the main reasons why a lot of people went went to the movies this year. You know, this 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 was the film that that got a lot of people back in. So much so yeah. that I was actually looking, you know, afterwards, you know, maybe a month afterwards, for for something to go and see. Mm. I was like, I'll go and watch something at the movies again. That was really good for. Like, there was <laughs> nothing. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was Barbie Hammer, right? Like, everyone yeah, was, was either that's Barbie it. or Hammer. Yeah. I actually- I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. It's a bit long. I'm a bit daunted. Yeah. 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 No, Barbie was, I think, the 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 
easier pick, right? Because he knew it was going to be a bit funny. He um, knew it was going to be clever. Not it, too heavy. But the monologue in there, which... Oh, well, yeah, America not, Ferreira. Yeah, 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 not done by Barbie, done by the human, was a showstopper. Yeah. It, you know, honestly, I almost wanted to stand up and applaud when she finished. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. You tell a girl. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was a huge topic of conversation with my wife as well. After mm. she like bringing that up, like, see, see this, yes. this is what she said. Yeah, like, yeah. word <laughs> for word, very real. Yeah, I think they must have spent a lot of time on 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 that monologue because there was like every sentence you were like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, hadn't yeah. <laughs> I heard something she had to film it something like forty seven times. See that Whoa. that From to me to is finish. a little problematic because I would imagine by the forty sixth time probably earlier all words have no meaning after a mm. while right you're just saying things she would just have to have rehearsed and rehearsed it so. was yeah. muscle memory yeah, yeah 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 true wow what there you go a good top five well 15 well plus three is 18 <laughs> minus one because we had minus one the yeah, yeah yeah true yeah <laughs> I, I, I had a couple of double ups that that was good uh, so much so that <laughs> I feel like this year was been has been very solid for TV shows in mm. particular, like series and stuff that you're able to just watch and stream and enjoy. And obviously for you guys, a lot of them were free. Yeah, free streaming services. Oh. So <laughs> can't be can't be too it's handy. Angry. But I mean, you know, everyone's. I, I don't have all the streaming things. I don't. So either. you know, I don't. I don't have Apple. I don't have Paramount. No, yeah, same. So I'm missing, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm missing out on things. Mm. Um. But I, I think there's plenty out there to keep me busy. <laughs> well, I figure if I've got everything, I still won't watch everything. It's no, just not a – yeah. Unless, I also well, that's have, why we have sh- Yeah, Sorry, I have yeah. I have no reception at my house. The antenna stopped working. So everything for me oh, you're, you're is just a catch-up or it's a streaming yeah. site. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mick? Uh, well, I was going to say that's why we have shows and podcasts like yours. Yeah. To give people, to let people know what they should be watching. Yeah, because we know everything. Exactly. <laughs> Mick, uh, great to have you back on again. And uh, I'm already compiling my, my list for next year because obviously you started in, in January and you came up with some good stuff. So I'm going to have to remember everything I've watched this month because can't you mm, keep track have a doc and just put yeah. things yes. in because I, for, I forgot about things yeah I, I can't believe i forgot about last of us but you know i'm glad that you didn't i had to go here. back through my doc because i was like oh 2023 it hasn't been a big year you know i, I can't think of any <laughs> big i didn't like anything i didn't like anything and then i looked through <laughs> and i'm like oh i got a short list of 12 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still forgot barbie yeah and still yeah. forgot it all all right so on that note stephanie thank you very much thank you and mick thank you very much thank you to both of you